Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. We will aim to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are actually going to be taking a vacation down to Brazil, and we're going to talk about some of the developments that Brazil has went through and how it has included some jazz in it and just some differences and, and just some great music all from Brazil and featuring a lot of great Brazilian artists so stay tuned stick around thank you for listening and let's get to the music Coisa mais linda, mais cheia de graça Ela menina que vem, que passa Num doce balanço, caminho do mar Moça do corpo dourado, do sol de Ipanema O seu balançado é mais que um poema É a coisa mais linda que eu já vi passar Estou tão sozinho Ah, porque tudo é tão triste Ah, a beleza que existe A beleza que não é só minha Que também passa sozinha se ela soubesse que quando ela passa O mundo sorrindo se enche de graça E fica mais lindo por causa do amor Thank you. 
Ah, that's what it's just like whenever you listen to Stan Getz on the tenor saxophone with Joao Gilberto on the guitar and the vocals, as well as the lovely Miss Astrud Gilberto on the vocals as well in English and in Portuguese. Ah, that is probably what most people think all Brazilian music is like. And that is why I started with The Girl from Ipanema because it is what I'm just going ahead and getting that out there is probably the most famous uh, Bossa Nova song from Brazil. Of course, if you're not familiar at all with the Bossa Nova and uh, Brazilian music and the chronology of things, it happened in the early 60s. That's when uh, they started bringing over the Bossa Nova music to America and Stan Getz recorded with uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim, who wrote that song. And he is also known as the Gershwin of Brazil because he wrote many, many classics. And uh, the author of the lyrics to The Girl from Ipanema is Vinicius de Moray. And we'll get to some of his stuff later, but Vinicius is a, a true force with the pen. And he had a very good career. And this, this, made, this song made a lot of careers because it was such a huge hit. I mean, just about every household had either a 45 or the record with the girl from Ipanema, either the full length or the single. So it was known to be played at every cocktail party, everything like surrounding that sort of kind of soirees or gatherings or get togethers. So the girl from Ipanema. Now the, the guitarist that we heard from and the vocalist at first, Joao Gilberto, he had had a, a career in his own right. He didn't necessarily need Stan Getz, you know, or Antonio Carlos Jobim, but he was just that good at what he did. And he was the one that came up really with that whole soft comping on the guitar. And his vocals are the exact same way. They're these soft vocals. So let's listen to a track with just Joao Gilberto. And this is another Antonio Carlos Jobim piece called Chega de Sadaji and Chega de Sadaji actually translates from Portuguese into No More Blues Pois 
Pois há menos peixinhos a nadar no mar Do que os beijinhos que eu darei na sua boca Dentro dos meus braços Os abraços hão de ser milhões de abraços Apertado assim, colado assim, calado assim Abraços e beijos e carinhos sem ter fim Que é pra acabar com esse negócio de viver longe de mim Não quero mais esse negócio de você viver assim Vamos deixar desse negócio de você viver sem mim Não quero mais esse negócio de viver longe de mim Chega de Sadaji Joel Gilberto just beautifully rolling along just effortlessly and I love how it goes from that minor to the major keys in there that's just to me that's a compositional just stroke of genius on the part of Jobim it's just beautiful well believe it or not Jobim and the what is it Joel Gilberto and Astrud Gilberto didn't and Stan Getz didn't have the the corner on on all things bossa nova all things Brazilian there was many other great musicians uh, writing great music at this time. And one of those composers was uh, the guitarist Luis Bonfa, who Stan Getz would later play some of his stuff as well and have an album with him too later on, a few years later after the initial coming together of with uh, Jobim and with uh, Joao Gilberto and Astrid Gilberto. But... Luis Bonfa wrote many, many, many great songs that are still timeless today. Uh, the Gentle Rain, that's been recorded even by Diana Krall. Uh, Black Orpheus, you know, uh, Manja de Carnival. Uh, all these songs like that, you know, that's still very much in the jazz canon, were written by Luis Bonfa. And here's a tune that we're going to listen to Luis Bonfa play called Avocado.
Luis Bonfa, Avocado. And that's about, I want to say that album came out in 1965 with Luis Bonfa. So, but another great guitarist who would eventually go on to make a huge name for himself was Baden Powell. And Baden Powell worked with everyone from uh, Vinicius de Moray to just doing uh, a lot of different um, collaborations, you know, with other musicians and stuff. And he was well respected, and I believe he was signed even onto the Columbia label for a while. And um, so, what we're going to hear now is one of Baden Powell's more famous tunes, and uh, one of his more famous earlier recordings. Um, and this is Tempo Feliz by Baden Powell. <laughs> Brazilian wave. <sighs> just love the guitar artistry of, of Baden Powell. It's just so percussive and yet so light. It's wonderful. And speaking of light and wonderful, uh, this next vocalist, we've heard a lot from the guys except for the the first tune, The Girl from Ipanema by, you know, Astrid Gilberto being featured at the end of that. 
But this is a female vocal. This is Miss Wanda Sa, and she's a great guitar player and vocalist. And this comes from her album Vajamente. And this is Samba de Verao. Uh, and this is basically Summer Samba, which is translated to So Nice. And this was a tune written by a young composer, very young composer at the time, called Marcos Valle. And uh, we'll hear some more from Marcos Valle later on. But here is Miss Wanda Sa singing So Nice or Summer Samba, also known as Samba de Verao by Marcos Valle. Someone to hold me tight, that would be very nice. Someone to love me right, that would be very nice. Someone to understand each little dream in me. Someone to take my hand, to be a team with me. So nice, life would be so nice. If one day I'd find someone who would take my hand and stand with the life with me, someone to cling to me, stay with me right around, someone to sing to me some little samba song, someone to take my heart and give his heart to me, someone who's ready to give love a start with me. Oh. So nice, nice Should it be you and me? I could see it could be nice Wanda Sa with So Nice, Samba de Vavrao, written by Marcos Valle. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, the composer of the lyrics, the one who penned the lyrics to The Girl from Ipanema, Vinicius de Moray, was slightly older. And the story goes uh, that he was helping put words at a cafe to this song with the composer, Antonio's Carlos Jobim, also known as Tom Jobim for short. And so Jobim and Vinicius were sitting there at a cafe and Jobim had this beautiful melody and he's just like, no, it, it needs to be, it doesn't need to be like these grand, grand lyrics, you know, it just needs to be something that's very simple that people can identify with. And the story goes that this girl who is unbelievably beautiful walks by and 
they tried to smile at her to get her attention, and she just kept on walking. And so Venetia says, can you imagine if she passed by every day and we did that exact same thing and that she would just never notice us and that we were like, what if our heart was longing for her? So this is the kind of mind that Venetia's de Marais had. And here, and he was also a, a singer as well. And here is Venetia's de Marais with Odette Lara singing one of my absolute favorite tunes. Here is Daisha. Porque ele tem razão demais quando se queixa Então a gente deixa, 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 deixa Ninguém vive mais do que uma vez Deixa, diz que sim pra não dizer talvez Deixa A paixão também existe Deixa Não me deixes ficar triste Se queixa Então a gente Deixa, deixa Deixa, deixa Ninguém vive mais do que uma vez Deixa Diz que sim pra não dizer talvez Deixa Paixão também existe Deixa Não me deixes ficar triste Deixes ficar triste Venetius de Moray with Deja. Such a beautiful melody. Mm. And a great arrangement and a great, you know, horn section too. <sighs> well, in this segment 
of the music of Brazil, which is our focus of our episode this week, or this episode, or whatever you want to call it, this go-round. Uh, this segment is basically talking about the beginnings of Brazilian music, you know, Bossa, Bossa Nova. And um, we've heard uh, The Girl from Ipanema and Chega de Sadashi, some from João Gilberto and some from Vinicius de Marais like that. And Astru Gilberto with Stan Getz. And we've heard from Luis Bonfa, Wanda Sá, and um, all these great artists. Uh, so we might as well conclude this little segment with um, the master himself, Antonio Carlos Jobim. Here is Wave. <laughs> Carlos Jobim, the Gershwin of Brazil, with one of his more famous compositions, Wave, off the album Wave on CTI, produced by Creed Taylor. 
It's just so damn beautiful. I used to wake up every morning for like two years listening to that song. That song was my wake-up song. Because it's just, it, it's so easy, it's so breezy, it's so nice. It's wonderful. Well, not everybody was doing this nice, smooth, bossa nova thing. There were some other great artists, and they were doing something a little different. And this is where Sergio Mendez comes into the picture. Here is Sergio Mendez and Brazil 66. So now we're into the mid-60s with Mashkenara. Sergio Mendez and Brazil 66, Mashke Nada. And you've all probably heard that, whether it's been in movies like Austin Powers or you've just heard it on the radio. It's still played today. And in fact, Sergio Mendez is still alive and kicking and playing at the young age of 76. That's it. He's just 76 and he's still killing it. So good for you, Sergio. But Mashkinata has been covered from everybody from 
staying guest to Dizzy Gillespie. I mean, everybody in the jazz world has loved and played that tune, and it is a very popular favorite worldwide. And we can thank another fellow Brazilian who wasn't necessarily doing just that smooth, cool bossa nova thing. He was saying, hey, Brazil, Brazil's got more sides than just that now. You know, and he was showing this kind of go-go thing, this go-go beat, and it was it turned out to be a very wise and lucrative move for him in his career. So, because everybody knows that too, it's beautiful. So now this kind of opens the door to talk about some of the different things that was going on. Uh, I believe it was Roberto Menescal, the the uh, guitar player and uh, the singer. Who, who talked about in this documentary I saw on the BBC of about Brazil and its music that this was a golden age. This is a golden era. This is a golden time. Everybody was, you know, this is just music. People just played music and just took their guitars everywhere they went. And they just played for fun and they just played for each other. And it was just this hyper artistic and creative and just loose scene and it was wonderful you know and then came a coup d'etat as far as politics goes in 1964 and this I believe it was Vargas is the one that took over and he, he was like a dictator with his Marxist you know very left ways and um it, it, it kind of put a dagger in the heart of this kind of golden era of loose and, you know, just kind of breezy, beautiful. You know, there was nothing beautiful to look on when you looked at the news, when you looked at the soldiers out on your streets and things like that. So the coup d'etat of 1964 in Brazil really shook up things. And a lot of the other musicians who had necessarily been raised on uh, Tom Jobim and João Gilberto and Luis Bonfa and all these great artists that we just heard before, Vinicius de Moray, they were raised on that kind of music, but they were also listening to the music coming from America too. And so about 1966, 1967, Think about who was really popular in America. The Beatles. They were really popular all over the world. But that sense of psychedelica, that sense of going against the grain, of not conforming to things, that mentality led to a whole nother side of Brazilian music with what was currently going on at that time with the coup d'etat and the Marxist kind of government. And this is where uh, two very important composers, musicians, and, and players in a movement started. Gilberto Gil and Caetano Veloso were the two main active members of a movement called the Tropicalia movement or the Tropicalismo movement that went against the whole Marxist regime, that Marxist ideal. Um, Maria Betania was another, but she was uh, the sister of Caetano Veloso. But Caetano Veloso and Gilberto Gil were by far the two 
main players in that movement. So I've got one selection from each of them, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit more. So let's listen to Tropicalia by Caetano Veloso. Sobre a cabeça os aviões, sobre os meus pés os caminhões, aponta contra os chapadões meu nariz. Eu organizo o movimento, eu oriento o carnaval, eu inauguro o monumento no planalto central do país. Viva a bossa, sassá, viva a palhoça, sassá, sassá, viva a bossa, sassá, viva a palhoça, sassá, sassá. Monumento de papel crepou em prata Os olhos verdes da mulata A cabeleira esconde atrás da verde mata O luar do sertão O monumento não tem porta A entrada é uma rua antiga estreita e torta No joelho uma criança sorridente feia e morta Estende a mão Viva a mata, tá, tá. Viva a mulata, tá, 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 tá. Viva a mata, tá, tá. Viva a mulata, tá, 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 tá. No pátio interno há uma piscina Com água azul de amaralina Coqueiro, brisa e fala nordestina E faróis na mão direita tem uma roseira Autenticando a eterna primavera E nos jardins os urubus passeiam a tarde inteira Entre os girassóis Viva Maria, ai, ai, ai Viva Bahia, ai, 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 ai Viva Maria, ai, ai, ai Viva Bahia, ai, 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 ai No pulso esquerdo bang, bang Em suas veias corre muito pouco sangue mas seu coração balança um samba de tamborim Emite acordes dissonantes Pelos cinco mil alto-falantes Senhoras e senhores, ele põe os olhos grandes sobre mim Vivirá sema, mamá Vive panema, mamá, mamá Vivirá sema, mamá Vive panema, mamá, mamá Domingo é Segunda-feira está na fossa, terça-feira vai a roça, porém O monumento é bem moderno, no dicionário do modelo do meu terno Que tudo mais vá pro inferno, meu bem Que tudo mais vá pro inferno, meu bem Viva a banda, da da Miranda, da 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 Viva a banda, da da Miranda, da 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 Viva a banda, da da Miranda, da 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 Ah, that dissonance, that that kind of just that sums up like 
here's this almost battle cry kind of song and you know there's strings and there's a lot of beetle influence and there's still an influence harking back to all those wonderful bossa nova composers from before but in a completely different direction a very revolutionary kind of musical sound going on and ending with that dissonance that's just uh yeah hyper artistic so as promised here's up next Gilberto Gil with S.A.A. Pra Tocar No Radio. S.A.E. Prokotokar, no radio. A lot of different influences going on there. So let me tell you a little bit more about the Tropicalia movement, or the Tropicalismo movement. It says that uh, a dominant principle of the Tropicalia mov- movement was anthrop- anthropophagia. 
And what anthropophagia is, is this type of uh, what they call cultural cannibalism that basically encourages the conflation of disparate influences out of which could be created something unique. So even though you have these lemonade situation, these lemon, when life hands you lemons in those kind of situations to say make the absolute best and most unique lemonade you can. And the tropo, the tropicalistas gather this idea from uh, a manifesto by Oswald de Andrade in 1928 from his manifesto Antropophago. So, there you go. They wanted all these performances to be art happenings and things like that. And, like I said, the two main players of this, and there were a lot of other players, like the group the Os Mutantes and Gal Costa and Maria Bethania, but the main players of this were Caetano Veloso, who we heard from first, and then Gilberto Gil, who we just heard from. Now, something to note is that, you know, this was going on at the same time the, the flower power movement it was going on and the psychedelic movement was going on in the United States. Well, this kind of reached um, a fever pitch by about 1968, you know, and uh, by six, by late 1968, you know, Veloso was totally wrapped up with trying to get, you know, this movement going and make every performance a, a, a happening, and he would, you know, do these crazy kind of, you know, overtly sexual, you know, movements on the stage just to get the left leftist Marxist kind of students you know what I mean at, at universities really riled up and angry and he was just trying to make a powerful movement because he did not agree with this well by early 1969 February in fact both Caetano Veloso and Gilberto Gil were arrested and imprisoned by the military government over the political content of their songs. If you can believe that, that's that's how far it went. They were imprisoned. But the military knew that if they were to assassinate or kill Veloso and Gil, that that would automatically make them martyrs. So they didn't, and then they would figure an uprising would be on their hands. So they did not want to do that. So after holding them for two months, they sent them uh, over to London in exile. And over there, I mean, they were able to still record albums on mainly on the Phillips label. Uh, but and, and they were able to resume their musical careers, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the Brazilians were able to get it. So I think a lot of contraband, a lot of bootleg recordings were going on, you know. But they were able to return back to Brazil in 1972, so about three years later. And uh, 
but some of the lesser players in the tropicalista tropicalia movement uh they were not as fortunate they did not get to just get shipped to london and then continue to work on their their music some ha- went through torture like literally physical torture or they were basically locked into psychiatric facilities and things like that and in fact one of the the lyricists and and one of the poets of the tropicalia movement Torcado Nero he eventually committed suicide after some of the government's psychiatric quote unquote care so it was a true movement it was a true musical movement and something that is it's been inspirational to a lot of different uh, future groups, you know, like Beck and David Byrne, Ardo Lindsay, you know, of Montreal, Nelly Furtado, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So a bunch of these, you know, more modern artists were very moved and inspired by this movement in Brazil. So I find it very important and definitely worth mentioning because usually when people think of brazil like i said in the opening of the show they just think oh i love brazil music it's like girl from ipanema right and that they just think everything is like that and that's not true so it's important to note what else was going on now besides these main players in the tropicalia movement there was some other members from the uh earlier the the first wave of the bossa nova that were trying on different things and partnering up with younger uh, musicians so and that's what we're going to hear next is meu paola oxala sorry my portuguese is not that good and this is vinicius de Marais again but this time he's with Tequino, who is a young uh guitarist and singer and this is Vinicius and Tokino, who had a very successful relationship for many years with Mayo Pai Oshala. A toto balua ye, a toto baba. A toto balua ye, a toto baba. Vintas aguas de Oshala. Essa magua. Ela parecia o dia A romper da escuridão Lida no seu manto todo branco Em meio à procissão E eu que ela devia ao Deus pedir Amor e proteção Meu pai Oxalá é o rei Venha me valer meu pai Oxalá é o rei, venha me valer E o velho Omulu, a totó balua, iê E o velho Omulu, a totó balua, iê Meu pai Oxalá é o rei, venha me valer Meu pai Oxalá é o rei, venha me valer E o velho Omulu, a totó balua, iê E o velho Omulu, a totó balua, iê Vontade de chorar no terreiro de Oxalá. 
a mim ingrata Que era filha de Inhansã Com a sua espada cor de prata E veio a multidão Cegando o Xangô no balanceio Cheio de paixão Meu pai Oxalá é o rei Venha me valer Meu pai Oxalá é o rei Venha me valer Vinicius Antequino with Mayo Payoshala. And I love that just because it reminds me of Shegadi Sadaji, in that it's got that minor in the beginning and then it just jumps to the major and it's so happy. I love it, love it, love it. So even some of the older guys were experimenting with different ways and in, in, in teaming up with some of the newer members, you know, of, of this new generation of musicians, which is fantastic. And there's some of the younger musicians that came around that were, that just harkened back to the old days, and it was beautiful. One of those is uh, the guitarist and singer, Nara Leal, and... You know, a lot more women were really stepping up and, and making a, a statement musically. And she was one of the absolute best. And this is Nara Leal playing and singing the Louise Bonfa classic, Manha de Carnaval from Black Orpheus. Enjoy. <laughs> Canto 
teus olhos Teu riso, tuas mãos Pois há de haver um As cordas do meu violão Que só teu amor procurou Vem uma voz Falar dos beijos perdidos Os teus canto meu coração, alegria voltou tão feliz na manhã desse amor. Nara Leal, so beautiful. Manha de Carnaval, by Luis Bonfa. Mm. Nara Leal, one of the best. Well, there was also a group that was called Ostinkoas. And uh, supposedly the Tinkoa was a, a magical bird that could give warning for you to leave or where you could, if there was someone or like war was approaching, that you could follow the Tinkoa bird and it would lead you to safety. So there was these three vocalists and they created this group called Ostin Chorus and is truly one of the most beautiful harmonies from a group from Brazil I've heard. Now we've heard a lot of great vocals but not necessarily a lot of great harmonies but Ostin Chorus truly has some beautiful harmonies so I wanted to share this with you. This is Deixa Agira Gira. Deixa girar, girar 
Coas, deixa a gira gira. Beautiful. Well, there was another musician who came about at the same time who would later sign on to the ECM label and work with wonderful artists such as Jan Garbarek and Charlie Hayden and is truly just a force within himself. And this is Egberto Gismonti. And he is not only a very important and fabulous composer, but a guitarist as well. Now, you're thinking, okay, guitarist, composer, Brazil. Okay, I, I got where this is probably going. This is either probably going to sound like Caetano Veloso, or it's going to sound like Jobim, right? And that's classic bossa nova sense. Well, neither. Neither. He is his own style, and there are... Some little traces from each, but he's truly his own thing, and he deserves his own slot and his own respect. So, here is Egberto Gismonti with Salvador. <laughs> Thank you. 
Alberto Gismonti with Salvador. Yes, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I think that's one of the tunes that actually deals with some uh, capoeira rhythms. And uh, for those of you not familiar at all with capoeira, capoeira is a type of kind of like, if you want to put it very basically, it's like a kind of karate that they do in Brazil. But there's a certain grace to this capoeira. It's almost, even though its moves can be compared to karate, um, think about it more like ballet in that there's a certain grace to it. There's a certain rhythm that goes to it. There's certain musical rhythms that go along with capoeira. And capoeira is a source of inspiration for a lot of this music and uh, songs like Salvador and even more specifically the old song Berimbau. You know, they talk about capoeira, capoeira in it and um, they mention it directly. And uh, unfortunately, I, I love Berimbau, the song Berimbau. I just don't have it. Um, on this particular episode of a podcast, you know, probably look for it in one of my favorites, you know, uh, episodes, favorite records episodes, but, uh, I, I can't include everything that I love about Brazil in one episode of one podcast. I mean, it would go for like at least 10 hours, you know, if I mentioned every single artist that I, I loved, you know, like, and, and we're going to, I'll mention some of that at the end of this episode, but, um, yeah, so the capoeira is a very important part of not only the music, but the co- overall culture of Brazil, you know, it, it's, as, let's put it this way, it's probably as important to the culture of Brazil as, uh, football or soccer, you know, so moving on, here is Quarteto Novo with Oh, ovo.
Quarteto Novo with O O Vo. And that was actually uh, recorded in like 1967, I want to say. And, um, you know, that was kind of the beginnings. They didn't know it at the time, but that was kind of one of the first supergroups in Brazil. And this group, Quarteto Novo, got together and formed in Sao Paulo way back in 66, uh, about the same time that all this was, you know, this upheaval was going on with the government and then the Tropicalia movement and all this other stuff. And they were just really just hard-nosed musicians, you know, who just wanted to play their their absolute best. And, um, you know, the members of this group, you know, were uh, Theo de Barros, Geraldo Dumonte, but most famous... We were probably on flute, Hermeto Pasquale, and on the percussion, Erto Moreira. Now, those of you who know Erto Moreira, he, he went on to play with Miles Davis. He went on to play with Chick Corea and Return to Forever. Uh, Erto had many of his own albums, in fact, and it was a, a force you know, in, in, in jazz fusion as well. But Hermeto Pasquale, he was truly a force too. I mean, this man could play a kajillion different instruments and was a fantastic composer. And he, there, I don't think there's anything musically he could not do, to be honest with you. And in fact, to let you know that same kind of inspiration... Hermeto Pasquale actually wrote a couple of the pieces that Miles Davis recorded on, I believe, Live Evil. Um, it's either uh, Little Church or one of, the, I think it was Little Church. You know, that it, it was one of those uh, very short pieces. Uh, but it's one of those beautiful kind of haunting pieces that Miles played and then with a wah-wah and then there was a whistle on top. But Hermeto wrote that as well. So Hermeto Pasquale and Erto Morira, both part of Quarteto Novo that you just heard, that would eventually help define Miles Davis in the late 60s and early 70s. So we're not talking about too different a time here. You know, we're talking just a few years, really. So let's listen to one of Hermeto's pieces called Corino Prael, or A Little Cry for Him.
okay, okay, okay. So the thing that's really cool about that piece is not only is some of those, uh, and I forgot how hip that piece was, not only are some of those chord changes based on John Coltrane's giant steps, which you can hear if you go back and rewind the podcast just a little bit, about two minutes worth. Um, if that's not hip enough, it's actually Hermeto playing it. But then he decides, why don't we take it in double time? And at the end, they just blaze through with just like fire on their fingers. And it's just fantastic. Hermeto Pasquale. Corino Prael. Little cry for him. And if you want to see where all these albums and all these songs come from, please check out the website. D-R-J-A-Z-Z podcast dr jazz podcast dot wordpress dot com i'd love to hear some feedback from you all right so we're moving on and here's one from erto called pleasant dance Thank you. 
So that's Erto with Pleasant Dance, and before that, Hermeto Pasquale, both who were members of Quartetto Novo, showing you just what a new direction Brazilian music was taking. And remember in the first segment where we talked about uh, Wanda Sa with uh, So Nice and uh, Samba de Varal and how that was written by Marcos Valle? Well, here is a tune called Say La by Marcos Valle, which is completely funky and showing yet more examples of how music was changing in Brazil. Here's Marcos Valle. Você me invade os sonhos sem pedir Quando quer Sei lá se é bom pra mim Sei lá se é ruim Só sei que algum me diz que tem que ser assim Dessa vez você se chegou sem pudor E me fez gozar
That was Marcos Valle with Selah. And it's still that easy, breezy kind of thing. But in probably less than about 10 years, it had changed from the girl from Ipanema to Selah. And that's just showing you just how the music has changed from Jobim to Marcos Valle. Pretty cool. Just different. Completely different. Well, up next we have Jorge Ben, the guy who actually wrote Mosh Canada, which was that hit for Sergio Mendez. And this is Jorge Ben with E Chegona Me Deju M Maduria. And I probably butchered that name, but I'm sorry. Jorge Ben. A cegonha me deixou em Madureira De presente para minha mãe se valeira
Jorge Ben showing just how funky Brazil could be in the 70s. Well, next we have Ronnie do Brasil and their song Remelecho. And this is just another example of some funky, wonderful grooves from Brazil in the 70s. Ronnie do Brazil with Rimalesho. And you're starting to hear just the influences of jazz, jazz rock, rock and roll music, all these influences from the you know, from other musics from around the world, uh, influencing Brazil. So and it's just funky and it's awesome. So up next is probably one of the 
more major composers from this era uh, of Brazil. And this is Milton Nascimento with Nada Será Como Antes. <laughs>
Milton Nascimento with Nada Sera Como Antes. Beautiful song. <sighs> Beautiful composer. And Milton wrote many, many, many songs like Bridges and Dravesia and uh, Can Sao do Sol, the Salt Workers song, which was recorded by Stan Getz. So Milton Nascimento. Uh, not only was an influence on Stan Getz, but he also did an album with Wayne Shorter in the 70s called Native Dancer, in which Wayne plays a lot of Milton Nascimento's uh, pieces, and Milton Nascimento is featured on that album. And that's the same album that had Beauty and the Beast, uh, by the original composition by Wayne Shorter, not to be confused with the Disney hype. So... Milton Nascimento, super important to Brazilian culture and music. Up next, we have the wonderful musician Sivuca with Rosa na Favela. i 
Zavuka. So beautiful, that melody, Rosa Nafavela. And even though Savuka was an older musician, and even though this was recorded in the 70s, there was definitely a, a, a claim back to the olden ways of Brazilian bossa nova, even in some of that stuff, too. So there was still some musicians, you know, who were singing in that almost traditional style, even as late as the 70s, like Savuka. And that's one of the most beautiful bossa nova melodies to me in my humble opinion, in all of Brazilian music. Rosa na favela. Ah, pure beauty. So, up next is uh, another funky uh, example of Brazilian music in the 70s, and this is by the singer Orlandivo, and this is Tudo Joia.
Orlandivo, Tudo Shoya. Such a happy song. If that doesn't put a smile on your face, I don't know what will, you know? Ah, now, we come up to one of the more funkier musicians of the 70s who also had roots into the early parts of Bossa Nova as well. And this is Joao Donato. And he wrote a bunch of songs called uh, Ara and songs like that. And he re-recorded some of them and rearranged them to be funkier. But this is one of my, my favorite Donato compositions from his album Lugar Comum on the Phillips label as well. And here is Emorio. Oh, 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 
so damn groovy. Imorio by Joao Donato off of his album Lugar Comum. Well, that just, uh, these last couple of examples from Ronnie du Brasil to, you know, Hermeto Pascual, Erto Moreira, Marcos Valle, uh, Jorge Ben, Milton Nascimento, Orlandivo, all these, right? Uh, it just shows just how funky and different Brazilian music was in the 70s and compared to what was going on with even uh, Nara Leal and Vinicius de Moray and Luis Bonfa and Tom Jobim. So it's all wonderful music. It's just different and it evolved and that's okay. That's not a bad thing, you know. Uh, and the last thing I want to I wanna play for you, the last two things is how this dichotomy actually influenced musicians who started to come about in the 80s and one of probably in my opinion one of the most lyrical musicians to come about in the 80s was a musician called Javon and my buddy Wiggy got me hip to Javon and uh, I loved it I absolutely loved it and so these next two selections are by the artist Javon and the first one is Florida Lee and the second one is Samurai and Samurai actually was produced by Quincy Jones and features Stevie Wonder on the harmonica and this is by the same artist and what's important to note is that these artists that were coming up were not only trained in classic bossa nova by Luis Bonfa and Antonio Carlos Jobim and Baden-Powell and Vinicius de Moray, but were also influenced by that funky 70s sound, like Marcos Valle and um, Milton Nascimento and, and, all, and Orlandivo and Joao Donato. So I'm going to show you two sides of the same artist, both more traditional and more funky. So first up, traditional with... Flor Dali by Javon. Falei-me, Deus, é o fim do nosso amor. Perdoa, por favor. Eu sei que o erro aconteceu, mas não sei o que fez. Tudo mudar de vez. Onde foi que eu errei? Eu só sei que amei, que amei, que amei, que amei Será talvez que minha ilusão Foi dar meu coração Com toda a força pra essa moça me fazer feliz E o destino não quis me ver como raiz De uma flor foi assim que eu vi nosso amor na poeira, poeira Morto na beleza fria de Maria E o meu jardim da vida ressecou, morreu Do pé que brotou Maria, nem Margarida nasceu E o meu jardim 
é o fim do nosso amor Perdoa, por favor Eu sei que o erro aconteceu Mas não sei o que fez Tudo mudar de vez Onde foi que eu errei? Eu só sei que amei, que amei, que amei, que amei Será talvez que minha ilusão Foi dar meu coração Com toda a força pra essa moça me fazer feliz E o destino não quis Me ver como raiz de uma flor e foi assim que eu vi o nosso amor na poeira Poeira, morto na beleza fria de Maria E o meu jardim da vida ressecou, morreu Do pé que brotou Maria, nem Margarida nasceu E o meu jardim da vida A Little Funkier by Javon. Ai, quanto querer Cabe meu coração Ai, me faz sofrer Não mata fere Vai Sem me dizer Na casa da paixão Apaga a pele Crescei luar Pra iluminar as trevas Fundas da
querer Cabe meu coração Ai, me faz sofrer Faz que me mata E se não mata, fere Da paixão Sai Quando bem quer Traz uma praga E me afaga a pele Crescei Lua Pra iluminar as trevas Fundas da Stevie Wonder on the harmonica. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. If you liked anything you hear, please check out the website at drjazz. That's drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. And you can check out all these albums with these wonderful musicians from Brazil, from old to new. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it, all of you wonderful listeners. I really, really do. And, yeah, hopefully I've turned you on to some wonderful hip sounds from Brazil. So, remember, until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now. In jazz, we trust.